Hey everybody, thank you for tuning in to the Ladies Promoting Transparent Advocacy Podcast. I am your podcast host, Shay Pate. Well, it's finally Friday and I'm glad you guys are listening to this fantastic Fellows Friday. And I decided that I was going to do an episode to celebrate the head coach of the Pittsburgh Steelers, Mike Tomlin. And the reason why I decided to do him, one is because anyone that knows me, I'm from Pittsburgh and I'm a major Pittsburgh Steelers fan. And I can admit I have been in the we need to get a new quarterback, new uh, coaching uh, membership a few times, but. Uh, My brother always tells me why Mike Tomlin is an amazing coach. So, you know, I decided after hearing something that he said after the Steelers suffering their first loss because we went into the game undefeated and now we are now defeated. But I heard him say something. He was talking to one of the um, reporters and after I heard this, and I'm gonna read it as he quote, I'm gonna quote it as he said it. I said, you know what? I want to talk about this man and just do a small celebration of just who he is. And this is what he said: Different points along the journey, you get a chance to learn about yourself, who you are, what you're made of, individually and collectively. You know, and with a 23-17 loss, it was really um, interesting how we blew a 14-0 lead. And then he says, and it takes the journey to reveal that. He's saying it's taking the journey to reveal who we are. When faced with a loss now, we get the opportunity to smile in the face of it. Those are Mike Tomlin's words. So after hearing that, and I'm always trying to not just give the news or give information. I always like to focus on positive things are said, especially in a negative situation. So that's why I chose to just celebrate Mike Tomlin. Anything I tell you about Mike Tomlin, you can find on your own, um, of course. But I just, you know, 19 is my favorite number. And so I'm going to focus on the last 19 years from 20, excuse me, I always say 20, but 2001 through 2020. And I just wanted to read a little background for those who are not familiar with the coach, because I have a lot of friends that are major Steelers fans, but they don't know that much about them. They just like them as a team. So this is for you. Before I go into the 19 years of Tomlin's professional career, I want to talk about him as the person, because, you know, as I said, I'm from Pittsburgh and He's very active in the community. And I, you know, I went on Steelers.com and I read an article about some of the stuff he does in the community. And as a matter of fact, one of my friends um, took a picture with Mike Tomlin and Juju Smith Schuster, which she sent me when they were doing a giveaway. You know, in 2019, he provided meals for over 200 families in the Homewood area, which is where a lot of my family and friends are. I grew up in Homewood. 
And many of my family and friends benefited from this. You know, they have a, a article in um, on Sealer.com that is entitled Taking Care of the Community. And they're talking about how a lot of the Steelers, uh, Cam Hayward has a lot going on positive with giving things away. But since we're talking about Mike Tomlin, you know, I just want to read what some of the uh, paragraphs in this article talk about. And it was saying how he is quietly, see, he seems like that humble, quiet type too. He has quietly been doing turkey distributions in the Pittsburgh area for years. His desire to do nothing more than help those in the community where he lives. And he does it with his family right by his side. He's quoted as saying, not only is it an opportunity to give back to the community in which I live, but it's also an opportunity to teach my children the spirit of giving. Watch them as they get older each and every year to appreciate an opportunity and see what a blessing it is to share our blessings with others. That is what makes it an awesome event for me watching my kids. You know, I love that. You know, it, it is really a good thing to teach your kids how to give back and the meaning of being fortunate and being able to make someone happy that you're giving things that they need and you're doing a pot. You're happy. You know, a lot of people, if you're a giver, you're happy giving more than receiving. And a lot of people are appreciative when they're, you know, receiving but for me, it's an honor anytime I can give. So, you know, I just, I wanted to bring these things about Mike Tomlin up because um, this man, it seems like he's a very good guy. You know, I want to also quote something that he says. He says, I like the fact that I have been so visible for so long that the newness has worn off. And we have conversations as opposed to them viewing me like they just met me for the first time. I take pride in really enjoying that aspect of it as well. And what he's talking about is when he's in the uh, food banks and giving out food and how it makes him feel. And he's also quoted as saying, this is one of our greatest areas of need, the Homewood area. And it is one that needs a lot of service. This is, excuse me, sorry. This is quoted by someone named McKinley. And he was saying to have the coach there year after year and spend time with families in that community is very welcoming. And, you know, we do as a community welcome people who come back that give. And that's what everyone should do. I'm going to tell you something. If I ever won the lottery, y'all be seeing me giving out all kind of stuff. I mean, I need to have a substantial amount of money to do the things I'm talking about. But even if you don't have a lot of money, sometimes you can give. You know, what I've done a couple of times, and my daughter, she gets it, but sometimes she think I'd be doing too much, is I've been in so many situations, especially around this time of year in Walmart, and this is before they had this big thing, give back or pay it forward or whatever. I used to, and this has happened several times. This happened around school shopping time and Christmas. Walmart is where it happens a lot. If there's someone in front of me and they want something, they need to get, and not just want, you can look at the items and see what they are. And they fall short. 
you know, I'll say up to $50. And sometimes, depending on the circumstances, I've done 100 I'll tell them when they say, okay, put this back, put this back. I'll tell the cashier, you know what, ma'am, go on, chart, finish out that total that they can afford, start a new one, add it to mine, and just give it to them. And that's because I can. I mean, not all the time, but when I can, I can. Because I remember a situation where, and I just want to mention about the importance of giving back. I remember a situation, I was in Walmart, and this was during school year, and it was a woman and my daughter said, Mom, don't do it. I said, I am. And the woman was, it was clear. You don't have to be a rocket scientist to know what racism's like and how someone don't want you in their space and looking at you. I mean, it was clear. I'm just going to say that this was a very racial family. Uh, the racist family. We're in Georgia, trust me. It, they were racist. And they, there were little kids with them. They were shopping for school supplies and the lady fell short. I think she fell short like $50. It was book bags and books and, and it was necessities. And they were looking at the school list. So it was on a list. I'm saying the right in back of them and she was putting it back and they crying. The kids are crying. And, and I did it. My daughter's like, Mom, you saw how nasty they were. And like, mm -hmm. I said, I know, but I'm going to do it because sometimes you have to ignore ignorance and do what's right. And I knew the kids needed the bulk bags and the supplies. So I, I did it. And it was really interesting. And I told my daughter, pay attention to what happened after that. The woman, it was a mother and her kids and a grandmother. The grandmother was buying the items. So the woman, the grandmother told the daughter, you need to thank her. I ain't thanking that in, you know, really? You call me all that, but that's okay. Cause for real, that could have turned out totally different. I'm just saying. And I didn't ask her to buy it. And I was like, and my daughter was pretty much like, see, you already knew how they were. And she telling you in your face and you paid for this stuff. And I tried to explain to her sometimes, you know, I don't do stuff for people. I do stuff and, and for God and, and let him deal with me. That's just me. And it was so sad, though, but she didn't get it. But the grandmother was very thankful, and so were the children, and that's who I did it for. So it didn't matter. And the reason why I'm saying that is, you know, Mike Tomlin could be doing anything and be anywhere, and he chose to use his platform to give to people in the community. And I'm extra thankful because he chose the community in which I grew up, so... I just wanted to mention that thing about Mike Tomlin. And to be honest with you, as I'm doing this episode, I just brought this back in. And um, I, I just had to say that. So that's it. I want to just read about the last 19 years of Mike Tomlin's uh, professional football career. 19 is my favorite number. And I just want to go that far back to 2001 through now. And I'm just going to read some things. As I said, you all can go and find this information out on your own. But I just want to read about his career since 2001. He was hired as a defensive backs coach for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in 2001, where he first learned the Tampa 2 defense that he would use in later coaching jobs. I don't know what the Tampa 2 defense is, but I'm guessing the fans know. In 2002 through 2005, the Buccaneers led the NFL in total defense, fewest yards allowed per game. During Tomlin's tenure, the defense never ranked worse than six overall. When the Buccaneers won the Super Bowl in January 2003, the team recorded 
a Super Bowl record, five interceptions, three of which were returned for touchdowns. Go ahead, Mike. Defensive coordinator, he was selected by the Minnesota Vikings head coach Brad Childress to be his defensive coordinator in 2006. Two of the players of the Vikings roster <laughs> were older than Tomlin, and Tomlin had been a teammate of Vikings safety Darren Sharper while at the, uh, when they were in college at William & Mary. The 2006 Vikings finished with the NFL's eighth-best overall defense but had the unusual distinction of finishing at the top-ranked defense against the run and worst-ranked defense against the pass. You don't want to be the opposite of that. That's interesting. After spending 2006 as the Viking defensive coordinator, Tomlin was selected to interview for the vacant head coaching position with the 2005 Super Bowl champion Pittsburgh Steelers. With only a year of experience as a defensive coordinator, Tomlin was hired on January 22, 2007, to become the sixth Steelers head coach. Now, that's interesting because the same article said he was hired on January 22nd. So there's a five-day distinction. But this is what I'm reading and my sources on the podcast. Interesting. Hmm. Anyway, Tomlin replaced Bill Cowher, who retired after spending 15 years with the team. He had also interviewed for the head coaching vacancy for the Miami Dolphins, which the job eventually went to Cam Cameron. With Tomlin, the Steelers continued to trend of hiring head coaches in their 30s. Wow, that's interesting. We did hire a lot of young coaches. I guess the whole point of that was to keep them around for a long time. Hmm. Tomlin's the 10th African-American head coach in NFL history and the first for the Steelers franchise. Well, we know that. It's said that the Steelers owner, Dan Rooney, served as the head of the NFL's diversity committee and proposed the Rooney rule requiring the team's interview at least one minority candidate when hiring a new head coach. You know, that is such a sad thing that if you look at the NFL, and let's just talk reality of the players and what they look like. More than 50% of the players are African American. And it's so unfortunate that you have these first or these few. And you look at the head coaching. You know, I know things are getting better now as as also the referees in the NFL I remember we just um, experienced a game where every referee was African-American. That was pretty cool. It was not that long ago in 2020. But it's so sad to see that we still in the first. Well, okay. Well, anyway, Rooney himself um, decided to go on and hire him. Terms of his contract were not officially released, but the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette reported four-year deal paying $2.5 million per year with an option for a fifth year. <laughs> he is the team's third consecutive head coach to win his first game and the first in team history to win his first game against the rival Cleveland Browns. I did not know that. <laughs> well, when the Steelers defeated the Ravens in the 2008 AFC Championship game, he became the youngest NFL head coach to lead his team to a Super Bowl. 
He also became the third African-American to coach a team to the Super Bowl. And the other two were, of course, Chicago's Lovey Smith and Indianapolis's Tony Dungy. And you know, um, well, you may not know, but Tony Dungy at one time was part of the uh, Steeler organization. And Tony Dungy is um, a person I think that Mike Tomlin looks to for advice. And I also think that he is very well respected. On January 29, 2009, Mike Tomlin was named the 2008 Motorola NFL Coach of the Year. And on February 1st, 2009, at age 36, he became the youngest head coach to win the Super Bowl, as I mentioned, when we defeated the Arizona Cardinals in Super Bowl 43. On July 13, 2010, he signed a three-year contract with the Steelers. Hmm. The irony of 2010 is when he coached the Steelers to a 12-4 record, and we went to the Super Bowl for the second time in three years. And it's so funny. When I always tell people about this 2010 Super Bowl, people forget. Now, I admit we lost to Green Bay. 3125. And this was the Super Bowl where it snowed in Dallas, if I'm not mistaken. And we had every scenario on earth for this Super Bowl. We had Woodson was out. Charles Woodson was playing for the Packers. I'll never forget this at that time. He was out. We had everything going on. And Kevin Green, former Pittsburgh Steelers, was one of the coordinators for Green Bay, and Clay Matthews didn't have a good game that day. And for some reason, Kevin Green, I always was mad at him about this, he was coaching Clay at that last minute and pretty much was telling him how to get the ball out of Ben's hand. And as we know, that's exactly what happened. We was having a great game. And anyway, I was having a flashback reading this. I'm like, People always like, y'all ain't been in the Super Bowl since the 70s. And I always remind them of this Green Bay Super Bowl. We didn't win it, but we were still there. But anyway, I digress. In reading this, I just had that memory of how we should have won that. <laughs> anyway, all I'm saying is um, this man, I want to salute him, not just as a coach, but as a man of integrity because... And I lost to Washington. It was something that was said to number 99 who plays for Washington from Coach Tomlin. And it was really, really um, profound. And it spoke a lot about his character. And then after I heard it, I recorded it on my phone. And after I heard it, I also went on social media to see if anybody else caught it. And they actually did. They made a big deal about it. And it talks about the character because from what everybody has said, Mike Tomlin is a player's coach. And, you know, sometimes that could be good. Sometimes that may not be good. But the fact is he obviously has a good relationship with his players and communication. But you hear other players that do not play on the Steeler team talk about him in that way. And it was really, really nice to hear this. It's only um, a few seconds but I want you guys to listen to what he said to this player 
that was walk that was on the sideline. I'm guessing, you know, with the respect that a lot of these, especially the younger players, have for Tomlin. A lot of them after games go over and talk to him. And this is number 99 for Washington. Listen to what Mike Tomlin says to him. I don't never want to lose enough games to get a guy like you. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I play against you all the time. Because you got to lose 14, 15 games to get a guy look like you. Now, I don't know if you all can hear it clearly, but the fact is, <laughs> he told him, I don't ever want to lose another game to get a guy like you. I mean, that's that's a compliment. And they were saying on social media, it was a very high compliment. Now, think about this. He's complimenting a guy because of who he is, how he played, and what he's done. He didn't say, oh, wait a minute. They beat us. I'm not going to say anything to the other players. He just seems to be, like they say, a player's coach and a good guy. And I just wanted to elevate him and say bravo coach and I'm hoping because we have a tough game coming up against the Bills I'm hoping whatever conversation he had with the players that we get it right and we come back and we we're not undefeated anymore you know we're hearing a lot of record about Kansas City is the best 11 and 1 team we're just lucky that winning games I mean let's be honest the Ravens game most of their players didn't even, their starters didn't even play, and we almost lost it. So I don't know what's going on. A lot of our receivers, they're dropping these balls. And I had said, you know, my family, we're all, anybody from Pittsburgh just about is a Steeler fan, but we're like major Steeler fans, and we have a chat that we do all the time, but especially during the games. And I had question, was the balls being thrown too hard? I mean, what is going on? Because... We got one of the baddest wide receiving court. I mean, we got backup after backup. Everybody's bad in a good way. You know, we got some major receivers, and not one, but almost everybody was dropping balls. And that's just not us, you know. So I don't know what's going on, but I'm hoping that Coach Tomlin is really in the ears of these players and he get it going. But, you know, I just wanted to celebrate him and – this episode is normally 30 minutes, and it's not going to be today because I just wanted to shout out to Coach Tomlin and thank him for giving the Steelers all these years of uh, great records, um, some not so great, but, you know, I was critical of Coach Tomlin several years, several times, and I felt he should not be there anymore, but, you know, I get it. I'm trying to trying to kumbaya pretty much these days. What we're going through right now, we need positivity. So I am going to continue to um, always be a Steeler fan. That's facts. And support our team uh, coaching and players. Appreciate you for listening and just wanted to just give him bravo and, 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 and shout out for being a good person. You know, I hear about a lot of things that he does in the community, him, his wife, and I don't know if he has a foundation or organization, but I hear he does a lot in the community. So I'm just going to say thank you, Coach Tomlin, for being who you are, for coaching our team, for obviously being a mentor or inspiration to a lot of other NFL players on different teams. And um, I just think it was worth being acknowledged. So. 
As I always say, if you have any questions, comments, or any topics you would love for us to talk about or discuss, you can reach us. You can either email us at podcasthostshaypate19 at gmail.com, or you can give us a call at 404-855-7723. ask that you follow us on Twitter at Advocacy Ladies. That's capital A as in Advocacy, capital L as in Ladies. I ask that you follow us on Podbean. Um, I did reach out to them because a lot of my friends, Ask the question, uh, if we're following you, how do we get the next episode? And Podbean said that on if you get the Podbean app, which is free, uh, you can put your notifications on so that every episode, once it's uploaded, you will automatically get. Now, we're on other sites. I don't know how they work on Apple, uh, iTunes or Google Play, Spotify, Pandora, or even uh, Amazon's Alexa tune in. We're on all those, but I don't know how it works on each podcast. So you have to turn your notification on and we are doing Monday, Wednesdays and Friday episodes. So definitely follow us and we need to follow us because once the pandemic's over, I would love to go out into the community talk to you guys, see what we can do. Because right now, if nothing else to me, this pandemic has shown people we need to pay attention. We need to pay attention to everything, good and bad. You know, it's hard right now. We're mentally, physically, emotionally, financially stressed. Um, But we got to hold on to hope and prayer and we just got to, it's, it's going to get better. It's going to get better, but we have to be more active. That's the thing. A lot of people don't want to be active in anything. You know, everything is not going to come to you. Some things you may have to go and search. And I mean, things like information. So as I always like to end my podcast with the favorite question, what do you have to say? Thank you for listening. <laughs>